It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we get back to focusing solely on the domestic game after the end of the European campaigns. Celtic might have shipped five in Madrid, but they scored nine in Dundee against United who come to Glasgow this afternoon. Big wins for Aberdeen and Livingston last night with Ross County St Mirren completing Saturday's top flight picture and Rangers' reaction will be tested tomorrow at St Johnston with Motherwell also at Hearts. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Gordon Diel, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans Remember, remember the 5th of November But it's not Guy Fox that Celtic have in mind It's Liam Fox and his Dundee United team Who will be testing Celtic for any negative reaction To that five goal Champions League mauling in Madrid on Wednesday night But for Ange Postacoglu, the incentive is to beat Dundee United Go seven points clear at the top of the Premiership table And then that puts pressure on Rangers at St Johnston tomorrow A Rangers side who are now officially The worst ever Champions League group stage competitors Not that anyone has mentioned it A reduced schedule today in the Premiership, Gordon But still those games are interesting in their own right Celtic trying to bounce back from that disappointment in the Champions League Liam Fox will be looking to probably have a more defensive approach Than Dundee United certainly did the last time these two teams met And then when you look up at Dingwall, Ross County really need to kickstart their season Against St Mirren and down the divisions, plenty of interesting games So looking forward to this afternoon yeah, it's a short card, but a lot of excitement out there, Gordon. Uh, we're looking at Celtic Park. Dundee United, Ross County today, 12th and 11th, really need to get points. Will they get points? It'll be very difficult. And then I think game of the day is the championship first v second. Air United v Morton. Cracker. You might even dip into League One for that. Falkirk against them, Fermland. 7 8,000 at a League Early. One game. So there's a lot to get excited about. Already started last night, Hugh. Two fantastic yes. games on a Friday night. 10 goals. Two games, ten goals. Marvin Bartley and his Libby side, three two winners away at Kilmarnock, and a quite sensational game at Petodre in front of over seventeen thousand people, where there were some terrific individual performances, most notably Leighton Clarkson of Aberdeen in their four one win. Big result. Jim Goodwin comes off a four one defeat at Rangers, and then immediately beats his next opponent by the same margin. Yeah, Hugh Keevans has been trying to recreate that Leighton Clarkson back heel since he came in here. I'm a bit worried about him in the remainder of this afternoon. The hush puppy just won't take it. Ah, exactly. Look at the, the agility that you're looking for. Anyway, it's a big afternoon. In <laughs> the just having a look at what's yeah. on Hugh's feet. You don't see them that often. They're, really. a size, they're a size four kids. They are all leather. <laughs> He's a sophisticated man that keeps Brown comfort leather. in mind. That's all you need yeah. to know. Right, we've got two big games in the Premiership. We're going to focus on a lot of Championship games as well. Uh, of course, lots of football action to take you through And as always on a Saturday afternoon Some other stuff gets in the way as well So we'll see. looked at his feet He's got white sand yeah, shoes exactly. on <laughs> Sorry. I've not heard that expression in a while yeah. I must admit But anyway I told you other stuff could get in the way Let's at least try and stick to football And pretend that that's the priority Celtic against Dundee United at Celtic Park Fraser Wishart is alongside Andrew McLean 
Yeah, back to domestic action for Celtic after finishing up their Champions League campaign. And Ange Postacoglu is challenging his team to keep their level high for the final three games before the World Cup break. He was happy with a lot of their play against Real Madrid midweek, but ultimately it was a 5-1 defeat. But the last time Celtic and Dundee United met, it was an even bigger scoreline. You remember that 9-0 win at Tannadice earlier on this season. It cost Jack Ross's job. Results did pick up a wee bit under Liam Fox, but they have now lost their last three. And maybe a concern for Dundee United as well, though, that Celtic have scored 17 goals in their last four domestic matches. They'll be hoping the Hoops have a bit of a European hangover, but Ange Postacoglu has decided to refresh the team. Seven changes for them today coming into this one. Out go Juranovic, Starfelt, Taylor, Moy, Abada, Kyogo and Maida. In come Ralston, Carter, Vickers, Bernabe, Turnbull, Haxabanovic, Giacomakis and Jota. So it'll be Joe Hart in goal for them today. The back four, Anthony Ralston, Cameron Carter, Vickers, Moritz Jens and Alexandro Bernabe. The midfield three, Matt O'Reilly, David Turnbull and Rio Hatate with Sead Haxabanovic and Jota either side of Jorgos Giacomakis. Substitutes for Celtic today, Segrist, Taylor, Starfelt, Kyogo, Abada, Moy, Abeldgaard, Maida and Forrest. As for Dundee United, two changes for them. Dylan Levitt drops out and Tony Watt drops out as well, despite winning his red card appeal midweek. He drops to the bench. In come Doom and Hark. So Mark Berigetti in goal. The back three, Liam Smith, Ryan Edwards and Scott McMahon. Kieran Freeman and Aziz Bech are the two wing-backs. Craig Sibbald, Arnau Doom and Ian Harks, the three central midfielders with Jamie McGrath supporting Stephen Fletcher up top. The substitutes, Eriksson, Graham, Niskanen, Pollock, Middleton, Mikasin, Levitt, Sadat and Watt. The referee for this one at Celtic Park, David Dickinson. The VAR, Nick Walsh and Fraser Wishart. No surprise to see Ange Postacoglu making so many changes. No, you mentioned uh, European hangover. There can't be an excuse. For, for Celtic, Europe's gone and they have to focus on a domestic scene but the seven changes, none of those players started that game and you're looking at the Celtic team with all those changes is it any weaker? Uh, probably not you know, you've got Jota come back and Yakamakis whole host of players who have got something to prove to try and get into the starting lineup. I think the key to this, this match will be how both teams start, can Celtic start as they always try to do on the front foot playing fast attacking football and can Dundee United hold out and get their confidence because you mentioned the 9-0 uh, game uh, earlier on this season. Last year they came here and it was one each and a, a late 1-0 victory for Celtic when Abada scored in, in stoppage time. So they know these players, a lot of them were around the Dundee United players, they know they can come here and compete against Celtic but it does the 9-0 defeat still sit in their minds. So uh, the first 20-25 minutes for me will be key. Yeah, you do wonder for the Dundee United players if they have a slow start, if Celtic start quickly, if whether as you mentioned it, whether that 9-0 defeat is in their heads, whether that will affect them at all. It's a case of making sure that they don't concede early and, and see what happens from there. Yeah, you named the team there. You know, it's, it's five defenders, four midfield players, a couple of attacking midfield players in there, and then we'll try and get up and support Stephen Fletcher, who's got a, who's got a huge role. And, and I think when you're coming here as Dundee United, having lost three games in a row as well, sitting second bottom of the table, but only on goal difference, confidence is clearly low. And Stephen Fletcher will have a huge part to play. Experienced player, very good with his back to goal. He can take the ball in and get them up the park. They can then get Joom and McGrath and Hearts to maybe give their defence a, a bit of a break. But I have to say, I don't see it. I think Celtic will come here. The fresh player, Saksabanovic, a couple of weeks ago against Hibs for 45 minutes, was sensational. Giacomakis, fantastic striker, scores goals. There's so much talent in this Celtic team, I can see nothing other than a, a comfortable Celtic victory. Well, the sun is shining here at Celtic Park. Kick-off is at three o'clock. It's an interesting one, Fraser. Quite often you would look at a team that has finished bottom of their Champions League group that's lost heavily uh, during the week and conceded five goals and, and asked questions about the hangover, as you mentioned, or whether they're going to be feeling a bit fragile or feeling a bit bruised. But 
the the rhetoric that's been used around Celtic's Champions League campaign, and I should stress rightly or wrongly, I'm not going to argue with Hugh Evans about it again this early on a Saturday afternoon, rightly or wrongly, Ange Postacoglu seems fine with the performances. The Celtic fans seem fine with the performances, and I'd imagine the players must feel the same. So it, it doesn't quite feel like that there's that real intense spotlight on to see how Celtic react this afternoon. No, absolutely, and, and I, I'm in the camp of, of, of saying that Celtic have actually played pretty well, but in the end they only got two points, you know. And I think they should have been challenging more for third. The two games against Shakhtar, particularly one away from home, I think was the absolute key. So I, I think they should be disappointed, Celtic, for, for not finishing at least in, in third place. But there's a positivity around here. Ange Postecoglou can do no wrong in the eyes of Celtic supporters, and rightly so. He's been brilliant since he's come in. A fantastic squad. He refreshes. The fans will come here week in, week out, and they are entertained to, to, to attacking football. But that, that can stop very quickly if they don't pick things up. Europe's gone. There's nothing to, to, to even that's a second stage of a Europa League or whatever else. And they have to focus on the domestic game because it's a big week for, for all the teams in Scotland, particularly you know, from at the very top. Three games in a week before a long break during the World Cup. And Celtic will want to maintain that four-point lead. Uh, in fact, they will maybe even try and increase it if, if Rangers drop points. So three wins this week. And Celtic can probably go into the World Cup fairly happy. But in the end, they didn't get a win. They didn't finish third where I thought they should have done as well. So I think there's got to be a wee bit of disappointment there. But the performance in general, anybody can lose 5-1 to, to Real Madrid. But it was the other games against Shakhtar and Leipzig, I thought, a wee bit disappointing the results. But uh, certainly, as you say, the fans, they're not bothered. Ange Postecoglou is quite happy with the way things are going as well, despite the disappointment. So if they can take that bit of positivity into today's game, then I think they'll win very comfortably. I mean, you mentioned the the changes, the seven changes, which sounds dramatic, but uh, is this at a time, Fraser, where there doesn't seem to be much between Kyogo and Giacomakis anyway? And if bringing Jota back into your starting eleven and Cameron Carter-Vickers, for that matter, you know, if, if those are among your changes, it, it, it's maybe not quite as uh, drastic as what seven changes can sometimes sound like. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you are picking your strongest team at the moment, I think Giacomakis would possibly be the the, the, the main striker. So, uh, you know, that's what comes of having a massive squad. And there's always chat during the week about the difference in finances between teams in the Champions League and the teams in Scotland. This, this just shows the strength and depth of, of the squad. The guys like, like uh, James Forrest just got a hat-trick here a couple of weeks ago. I was here with, uh, with uh, watching them play against Hibs. He scored a hat-trick. He can't even get a look in as well. So Haksabanovic, outstanding for 45 minutes against Hibs. He didn't start during the week as well. So it's, it's not a weaker team. Maybe just in the full-back areas with the only two you could say and maybe change. Although Bernabe played well, but Taylor for me has been terrific. So from that point of view, there can be no excuses, no hangover. Seven changes doesn't mean it's a weaker team. That's still a very, very strong Celtic team. So if they drop points today, I don't think there can be any excuses. Well, it's testimony to Celtic's domestic strength. They've been found wanting on occasion uh, in terms of Europe. As Fraser said, Shakhtar Donetsk has to be the major disappointment, home and away, unable to get a win. But Europe's gone now for Celtic and Rangers. They've both been found wanting at Champions League level. And now they're back to the narrow world of us and them. And it's all about who wins the league. So the incentive for Celtic today is to go seven points clear and see what that does to a Rangers side who mm. also get turned over in midweek by I mm. Ajax at Ibrook. So it's very, very simple. It's just us against them now and Celtic need to win and put the pressure on Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. Of course, Hugh's factually right, Mark. Europe is officially gone. It's, it's over. You just wonder how it 
how it plays out though if Celtic do feel that they, they you know they saw positives then can you can you take that to the rest of the domestic season can your players become better domestically because of what they experienced in Europe or, or vice versa flip that and maybe this applies to Rangers fans at the moment have you been bruised by your European campaign so although it's yeah. over as in you don't need to play any more games maybe in the head or, or, or the the, the, the sort of knock on effects are not over yeah of course look we've seen cha- Champions League campaigns in the past where Celtic would have came back bruised and it may have affected them because they were being heavily criticised after their performances it's not the case this time for Ange Postacoglu's team I don't think it'll bruise them one bit um, I think he changes the team that much that it doesn't affect him coming back for these games either I was saying to Dazier just when Fraser was chatting that Celtic have always got Sorry you weren't, you weren't listening no. Intently to what I Fraser was saying To be honest with you I have no idea what he was saying So I wasn't listening to him either Okay, good <laughs> Communication well, is key Celtic have always Always had strong squads Throughout their Champions League campaigns But I've never known a manager To rotate a squad so much And have so much trust in his squad And look he's right Because the quality is there But you always have a manager That will say they'll rotate And they'll change maybe one or two In and out Ange Postecoglou has ultimate trust in his players. And to make seven changes today, I don't think for one minute he's thinking, yeah. I've weakened my team here. It goes hand in hand though, Gordon, doesn't it? Because it would be quite easy to trust Jota and, and Giacomacchi. Mm. Sometimes when you make seven changes, you're having to dig down to find guys that don't play a lot of football. But you're not, you're not really doing that here. I mean, David Turnbull hasn't started many games because he's been out injured and, and been down the pecking order to an extent. But you, you don't look at that 11 and see... Many kids or many untested players. No, I, I think what you do is you look down and you see quality. I think if you're Dundee United arriving at Celtic Park today and you hear he's made seven changes and then you wait for that team sheet to come in, they're not bad changes, Gordon. It's quality throughout the team. That's what he's always wanted good squads. You're talking about the European campaign. I totally understand what Hugh says, but for some reason, Celtic have taken great confidence. Their supporters, their players, their managers even come out and said, look, if we play like that in domestic football, then we'll have no problems whatsoever. Uh, but I look at that team today, and I'm totally with Fraser at Celtic Park here. If they play to their capabilities, they'll blow Dundee United away. So that's your team news then, Celtic Dundee United in the east end of Glasgow. Let's go a bit further afield. Ross County St Mirren is your other Premiership game. Dave Galloway has teams. Thank you, Gordon. Uh, with Ross County uh, joint bottom of the Premiership after 13 games, manager Malky Mackay's challenging his men to thrive on predictions. They're in for a relegation battle. They've only secured two wins in the league so far this season, but Mackay insists there are positives to take from recent performances. Samirin come to Dingwall sitting fifth, but only three points off third place. And boss Stephen Robinson's expecting a positive reaction following defeat at Hibs last weekend. And they have a good record against County, winning six and drawing two of their previous Premiership meetings. To the teams then, and one change for Ross County, in comes Loturi, out drops Cancola. It's Laidlaw in goals, a back four of Johnson, Baldwin, Yakiviti and Harmon. Tilson and Loturi, the sitting midfielders, with Hewula, Danda and Edwards further forward. White, as ever, leads the attack. The subs, Eastwood, Cancola, Samuel, Watson, Olegbi, Akio, Monroe and Smith. 
just the one change also for St Mirren Gallagher is in for Tate so it's Carson and goals a back three of Fraser Gogic and Gallagher uh, the wing backs for the Saints uh, strain and done with Bacchus, Erhon and O'Hara in the middle. Ayunga and Main go up top. And the subs for the Saints, Tanzer, Shocknessy, Flynn, Brophy, Kilty, Henderson, Grieve, Kenny and Erminski. And your match referee is John Beaton. Now we'd like to have more games than this in the Premiership on a Saturday, but the good thing is it means we can feature some Championship games. And what a league that is at the moment. Let's go to Firhill. Partick Thistle taking on Dundee. And David Friel is there. Yeah, Gordon, what a league indeed. And I think this one really sums up how mad the Championship season has been so far. I think at the start of the campaign you'd have expected this to be a top-of-the-table clash. But with two clubs almost in crisis mode going into this game, I would say Partick Thistle have four defeats in the last five league games. They've conceded 15 goals in the last four games in all competitions. That's a shocking record at any level. But Dundee haven't been fair much better. They have one win in the last five league games and start the game in sixth place one spot below Thistle in fifth both are clearly struggling for wins but as you say it's a crazy league and they're still only four and five points off the top of the league respectively so you know there's a lot at stake here today Partick are missing key men like Kevin Holt Scott Tiffany Ross Dockery Brian Graham's talking to the officials earlier on and says you know that injuries have really hit them hard Ian McCall I wouldn't say he's under pressure he's got enough credit in the bank but I don't think you can say the same for Gary Bauer the, the Dundee manager you know the club's fans expect an immediate return to the Premiership and they're demanding better Dundee actually remain the bookies' favourites please gamble responsibly to win the title but they need to start winning games quickly Partick have been shipping goals as I said and they've actually moved to a back five following that 3-0 defeat to Wraith last week so David Mitchell's going to be in goals Lee Hodson, Darren Brownlee, Jack McMillan and Arne Muirhead and Harry Milne across the back Cole McKinnon, Kel Turner and Stuart Banning in the midfield with Danny Mullen and Anton Dowds up front it's also Partick are Sneddon, Smith, Lawless, Weston, Akinola, Fitzpatrick, Stanley, Lyon, McKenzie that's what Dundee they have left former Thistle striker Zach Rudden on the bench as they go for a 4-5-1 formation Ian Lawler's in goals back four of Taylor French Ryan Sweeney Lee Ashcroft and Cammy Kerr Paul McMullen Jordan McGee Joe Grayson and Luke McCown across the middle with Josh Mulligan in a roving role behind Derek O'Say and subs for Dundee are legends Jakubiak Byrne Robinson Rudden Williamson Sheridan Anderson and Cameron and the referee at Firhill is Craig Napier Yes looking forward to that one we had a couple of visitors in the studio earlier on who were making their way to Firhill to enjoy the game Hugh Evans. Yeah uh, young Rory and his granddad Billy came in for a tour of the Super Scoreboard Temple uh, but uh, the championship is my kind of wacky I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the championship more than I am the World Cup when the, the big lads get their five-week break because of what's going on in Qatar, I am more interested in wacky races. Air United at top, Morton. Thistle, four games lost on the bounce, and they're still only four mm. points off the top of the league. I am looking forward to the championship very much. If you want to be sent to our broth in December, that can mm. be arranged, don't Dick, you worry. Dick Campbell and me... Made What a partnership What could go wrong Mr Ayrshire himself Has been sent to Air United Against Morton It's Roger Hanna Well David said it was crazy Hugh said it was wacky And they're not wrong I think the championship Must be the maddest league 
in British senior football this season. Gordon, five points separate the top seven teams going into this afternoon's four games. And it's the top two that go head-to-head at Somerset Park this afternoon. Now, David was right. Party Thistle against the you would have thought would have been a, a sort of promotion title battle. And probably in recent seasons, here against Morton would have been seen as a sort of relegation six-pointer. But Lee Bullen and Dougie Emery have transformed the fortunes of these two teams. Air start today, three points clear. And Dipowak and Yemi, they've got the top scorer in the championship. 11 goals and four assists in 13 games. They won it at Broth last week. And that was enough to keep them clear of Morton, who, of course, had beaten Inverness Cali Thistle 4-0 at Capelo in front of the TV cameras the night before. Um, unsurprisingly, not a lot of changes inside. One enforced change for their Logan Chalmers, who's on loan from the United. He's injured. In comes Jaden Mitchell-Lawson, who came off the bench last week at Gayfield to win a penalty and score a goal. So, here go with Charlie Alberson in goals. The same back four, Nick McAllister, Alec Kirk, Sean McGinty and Frankie Masonda. Across the middle, Josh Mullen, Ben Dempsey, Andy Murdoch and Jaden Mitchell-Lawson. And up top, it's Dippo Akinyemi with Brad Young on the bench. McAdams, Bryden, Billum, Bangala, O'Connor, Reading, Ashford, McKenzie and Ekrapon. Morton unchanged after that big win in front of the TV cameras eight days ago. Only six players on the bench and no backup goalie again for Dougie Emery. So, it's Brian Schwake in goal at the back. Liam Grimshaw, Jack. Baird, F.A. Ambrose and Lewis Strapp in the middle, Cameron Blues and Grant Gillespie are the two holders, and then Jai Katongo, Robbie Crawford and Lewis McGratton behind Robbie Muirhead, on the bench Pignat Yellow, King, Hines, McGregor Cabia and Lithgow, the referees Ewan Anderson, of course it's a championship so there's no VAR, but there is a growing sense of excitement down here at Somerset Park, it have not been in the top flight since 1977-78. The closest they came was in 2000-2001 when they were runners-up in this league to Livingston. Unfortunately, Gordon, despite a lot of trying, I cannot find anything that tells me who the manager was. We'll just move on. We'll leave that where it was. Uh, some fin- no, uh, it wasn't you, Hugh Keevan, so turn your mic off. Some fantastic championship games, two big games in the Premiership. You're all up to date with your team news and we'll take a look at some of the week's biggest talking points after these. As it happens And your reaction from five on the open line This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL in the studio The top team are out and about around the grounds They've given you team news So at this stage on a Saturday We usually pause for reflection On some of the week's biggest talking points I'm going to try something drastic This week, Roger Hanna And take the week's biggest talking points But put a... A forward looking spin on things I think everybody's pretty tired of the debate About whether Celtic played well or not And whether the points matched the performances And whether that matters And Because it was almost the same reaction every week Rangers fans were constantly disappointed Celtic fans were disappointed in the results But not at the performances And nothing's changed We've now finished the, the campaign and, and it's as you were So I wonder What's next in a European context for them both Ange Postacoglu made some interesting comments yesterday that I'll play let's start with Giovanni Van Bronckhorst though what's next because he's made a lot of um, comments about budgets and all that sort of stuff when you look at that Rangers squad how many of them will actually play in European football should Rangers get there next season well I wrote a piece in the sun through the week Gordon saying nine of them wouldn't I think we counted it's the older guys, Alan McGregor, Stephen Davis and Scott Arfield all got one-year deals in the summer. You can't see those deals being renewed again. Um, Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos, I may be wrong, and probably wrong with Conor Goldson last season. I've seen nothing that would indicate they are going to sign new contracts to stay. Um, James Sands and Malik Tillman, I have seen very little that would indicate they are worth 
the money that is in the clauses to make their loan deals permanent. And then you have Philip Hollander and Ryan Kent, two very good footballers. But you can only be a very good footballer if you're fit to be on the park. And injuries have dogged the two of them for the past two seasons. So that is nine players. And that's before Rangers get any interest in the likes of a, of a Leon King or anything like that. So I think the big thing for Rangers, and it starts probably immediately after the midweek game is to start looking they'll need recruits in January to keep pace with Celtic and they will need a mass influx of players next summer because there will be a mass exodus of players next summer It can be really interesting time that Gordon Dale because look, you, you've got your your short term goals I mean really short term Rangers need to win at St Johnson mm-hmm. tomorrow uh, then they're going to try and win the league and they'll try and win the League Cup and the Scottish Cup when it comes around but that that planning obviously has to be there as Roger says nine you're talking ten maybe out of contract players you just wonder what stage that that process is at already yeah um, the wheels will be in motion there's no doubt in that Gordon Um, well they should be if they're doing their job right the question mark a lot of people will be asking will it be the manager that takes them forward next year will be the manager sitting down with Ross Wilson making these massive decisions of course, um, there's one or two, I think Roger was right in naming, like say McGregor, Davis, Sarfield, probably one-year deals won't get renewed again, they'll move on, new new players will be brought in. The one thing I think they've got to learn is they've got to really improve in every aspect. If the manager's got uh, going to be there, and I'm not here to shoot for managers to get sacked, but if he's got to be there, his recruitment's got to be right. I don't think Rangers' recruitment since Van Bronckhurst has come into the club, has been good. Super scoreboard Monday to Friday is normally the barometer of how the Rangers and Celtic fans are feeling. And for me, because of the Champions League run, the negativity surrounding Giovanni Van Bronckhurst is most noticeable. Um, If he were to lose points between now and next Saturday, when the league goes into hibernation for five weeks, I think his position becomes... Questionable uh, Because the Rangers fans There's a distance now Between the manager and the fans They don't think That he is succeeding For a variety of reasons One of them being recruitment And I know that comes down to Ross Wilson But the manager must have Some kind of input And right now Gordon Dale Hits the nail on the head Yes The reconstruction work Needs done Will it be done by the firm Of Giovanni Van Bronckhurst? I mean Fraser Wisher You know fine well How quickly uh, football players come and go But big rebuilds can sneak up on you Can't they? And it feels like that might be happening to Rangers at the moment Yeah it does And when Roger was talking about the number of players he thinks might not be there You know, you, you actually think Well I think he may, he may be right He knows a huge rebuild job And football can just change so quickly It was only six months ago When uh, Rangers almost won the, the Europa League And yet the same players just now Are really struggling to hit any kind of form And that's putting pressure on the manager and I, I think there's kind of rumblings quiet rumblings amongst the Rangers supporters thinking you know, is Giovanni the man to take him forward I don't think we're at a stage where they're going to be outside the, the, the door demanding his head but uh, I think Hugh's right there's a, a real key period over the next week or so before we have the World, the World Cup but that's why you have to continually rebuild and recruitment is, is absolutely essential you can get it right all the time and Rangers have had some really good signings as well but have, have to get the money to have a complete rebuild as, as well you know that's one thing that has to be be asked because they have earned good money. We know we talk about it all the time in terms of Patterson and Aribo and uh, the money through the Europa League on the Champions League. But of course, people did put money in. There was loans given to the club to 
to, under this new regime as well and loans have to be paid back from time to time so how much money would Ross Wilson and Giovanni Van Bronckhurst have and it's, it's amazing how it can turn around because it's not that long ago when Ange Postecoglou walked through the door at Celtic Park and there was nothing here hardly a player hardly a player who's going to be retained and he managed to do it uh, very very quickly so football can change either way but I think there's certainly more anxiety around the Rangers support at the moment than the Celtic support yeah, like I said, Roger, if we try where possible to look at you know what happens next and the knock-on effects of Champions League r- rather than revisiting the performances, I guess it all starts tomorrow to find out if Rangers are bruised by any of this stuff. I mean, you, you, there can be direct consequences, of course. You can have players out injured because you've, you know, you've played so many games, but then maybe that, that psychological side of things you know have the domestic results and the Champions League results actually been going hand in hand for the last few weeks um, it's interesting Gordon because I think despite all the problems they've had in Europe this season six defeats a record breaking low campaign I think they've won every domestic game Rangers when they've come back off the back of a midweek in Europe so psychologically it doesn't appear to have damaged them at all what would damage them is dropping any points in the next eight or nine days before the World Cup break. I think they've got St Johnson tomorrow, as you say, half to Ibrox in midweek, and then they go to St Mirren next Saturday lunchtime. The minimum requirement is nine points to try and keep pace with Celtic before the World Cup break, because if they fall further behind Celtic, and by 10 to 5 tonight they could be seven points behind, if they don't, you know, if it's a gap bigger than four by the time the World Cup break comes up, then inevitably question marks are going to be asked inside there uh, yeah Giovanni Van Bronckhorst saying he still wouldn't have swapped it he wouldn't have rather been in the Europa League because it's you know perceived to be easier he wouldn't have swapped the experience in terms of what's next for Celtic then David Friel you were at Celtic's AGM yesterday I know that because I was there as well and for everyone's sanity it's probably best we don't debate which year certain clubs were formed or whether such a thing as silent drums can be purchased to take to a football match um, but perhaps the most relevant point Footballing-wise was about what Celtic can do then to get better in the Champions League. And Ange Postecoglou gave quite interesting answers, didn't he, about selling players quickly? Yeah, Gordon, it was was actually fascinating listening to him. And I didn't get the impression he was talking 18 months, two years down the line. I think he's talking about here and now. And he also basically kind of laid the groundwork and told fans, look, it will be unsettling because some of your favourites are going to leave this club. And... You know, speaking to him, hearing him speak at AGM, and then obviously we both chatted to him afterwards. You know, he can expanded on it, and I don't think there'll be revolution in terms of Celtic's squad, but I definitely think you'll see an evolution. And I think guys who start every week just now will go, and I think they could easily go as soon as January, Gordon. To be honest with you, you know, he's he's speaking about cashing in, in guys. You know, if you're buying guys low, then selling them high when when the money's on the table, you need to take it. You need to improve. You need to buy better players. And I think come January, Ange Postecoglou might cash in in order to strengthen Celtic ahead of next season. When I talk about being agile, that you know, we've got to really be open-minded about these things, and, and always without you know uh, putting pressure on on individuals or, or or us forcing people out. I think there's a natural evolution of these things where the timing is right, and I think if the timing is right. If we've done our sort of planning correctly, we won't be in fear of letting someone go because we've already planned for that. And uh, I think that has to happen. Uh, again, if you look at all the clubs our size who have done well um, at Champions League level, by done well I mean make an impact. Obviously, not um, you know necessarily winning the competition. 
all of them have some constants in that they're always in the Champions League and they've always got an aggressive trading model. You know, that's how you make up ground, you know, and, um, you know, for us to be that sort of football club, we have to be the same. Well, that's interesting. I, I don't think many people that went along yesterday or tuned in today could have predicted Ange Postacoglu coming out with something like that. I mean, he's a manager who comes out with some things that we don't often expect. And it's certainly a different way, I think, that from what Celtic fans have been used to in the past. It's not to say it's wrong, it's, it's probably correct. But I heard you last night, Gordon, you said that you, know, you would think that this experience in the Champions League with these players, they would be better served next year and the following year and they would grow into a team and get to know each other and become better players on that stage. He's, he's kind of gone against that. So... Interesting stuff. Whether it comes to pass, we were we were just chatting there. I mean, who are, are those players he's talking about? I think Jota, O'Reilly, yeah. guys like that who have performed well at this stage, and are fans' favourites, but probably will be the favourites to go then. In terms of finance, which provides the funding for the rebuild or the reconstruction, whatever you want to call it, timing is everything. You look at Ibrooks, Ryan Kent, Alfredo Morelos they could have had in excess of £20 million for the pair when they were red hot. You wouldn't get a fraction of that now. Now, Jota, people have mocked Celtic celebrating scoring a goal in the Bernabeu when they were already 5-0 down. For me, my interpretation, call me an old cynic, Jota... You're an old cynic. Jota, Jota went over thinking, what a great career move this is for me. <laughs> I've just, yeah, scored, I've, just, wrong. I've just scored a magnificent goal in the Bernabeu mm. Stadium. So, Jota may very well be one who goes in January and as Ange Postecoglou has said, the Celtic fans will just have to understand that he, the manager, has this philosophy that don't think that losing Jota is the end of the world. Yeah. I'll buy you another but, one who's better. But, but uh, that's the point I'm going to pick you up there on. You can easily say, right, I'm selling Jota because I want to improve... Uh, my team Yeah Jota's very hard to replace Yeah I, I was going to say um, Gordon What th- There's obviously a balance there I'm, I'm sure Ange Postacoglu You're going to sell them all Obviously And you can only do it If it makes financial sense And you're confident You can upgrade So Although I get what the guys are saying Jota would be favourite To Attract attention mm-hmm. He would also be one of the tougher ones To be confident You could upgrade are there maybe others? Who, who else then? Who else in the team do you think, right, okay, Celtic fans might really like them, but do you know what? I think they could maybe upgrade that if they want to go better in Europe. Yeah, I think so O'Reilly who? comes into that. I think O'Reilly's a terrific talent, right? Kyogo, for instance, right? Um, you've got Giacomakis that some people just now think he could be the, the, he should be the number one. But I go back to the Jota thing. As much as you're going, right, okay, we've got a, a sellable asset, we're wanting to improve... Mm. It doesn't guarantee you're going to bring in someone better than the quality that he's got. Maybe in paper, but he's hit the ground running. He's a fan's favourite and he's been yeah. brilliant for Celtic. What a position to be in. Roger Hanna was like a bit of a warning to the Celtic fans because a lot of those players, they absolutely love. They love what they're doing. Um, but Ange Postacoglu saying you might need to get comfortable with the concept that they, they move on. Yeah, I think that's right. Matt O'Reilly would probably be at the top of the queue as far as I was concerned. A lot of English Premier League interest in him. There's been a lot of scouts at Celtic Park for European games in particular watching him. Um, Joseph Juranovic, I don't think his agents made any 
Uh, you know, he's not trying to hide the fact that he would try and like to move his client on. He was trying to stir up interest from Atletico Madrid, Manchester United, Chelsea in the last transfer window. So he could be another one, perhaps, that would be, be right for a move. But Ange Postacoglu is just, you know, he's, he's just alerting Celtic supporters to the reality of where Scottish football clubs, especially the old firm, stand in the, you know, in the great pecking order. If Jota goes and scores a goal in the Bernabeu, people will sit up and take notice and potentially buy him from Celtic and pay him a lot more money than Celtic pay him. Likewise, O'Reilly, who I think has been you know, one of the shining lights for Celtic in Europe this season, it wouldn't surprise me if in the next 12 months he was lured down to the English Premier League so Angie's just being honest and he's saying his job and the job of the Celtic recruitment department is to be a step ahead and of the next Jota and the next Matt O'Reilly and the next Joseph Juranovic ready to come in Right let's bring it back to the immediate short term though because we've got some big three o'clock games and we'll go back round the grounds next The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL are here. We're building up to the three o'clock games. Only two in the Premiership, two last night, two tomorrow. Uh, so spread out a bit across uh, the weekend. Let's quickly hear from Ange Postacoglu and Dundee United boss Liam Fox as well. That day was a little bit, you know, unusual in that, you know, we just hit a real sort of golden streak of, you know, creating opportunities and scoring goals we've, we've had games where we've probably created more chances than we did that day um, quite a few this year and we just haven't capitalised that day just all fell for us and you have those kind of days so um, I've got no doubt as you said they've had a bit of change since then and they're going to make it come out here and make it tough for us um, yeah, we're going to be ready for it but as I said our form has been really strong and, and if we continue with that form then we know we're going to be hard to stop we're going down there it's 11 v 11 hopefully if we keep everybody on the pitch um, and we're going to get on the front foot uh, I'm not one for looking back that previous result and game is gone and has been um, so we'll go there and we'll, we'll, we'll make the very best of it we know, we know it's a tough a tough challenge but like I say it's 11 v 11 at the, at the end of the day and uh, we'll get on there and we'll get on the front foot to be honest with you we've, we've never mentioned it this week yeah. the players never mentioned it I'm not going to mention it I'm not looking back I'm just looking forward just another game another three points just another game, another three points We'll find out in the not too distant future How that one goes Ross County, St Mirren's the other Premiership game And um, I wonder, Dave Galloway You see a bit of Ross County Mostly because you like to go to the local Wimpy On your way to the stadium um, And I know it's an easy thing to point out But it is life after Regan Charles Cook And, and uh, Hongbo proving to be difficult For Ross County down at the bottom of that table yeah, I, I, I do think it is, but um, as I said, you know, pre-match, uh, the manager, Malky Mackay, he's, you know, he's had to reinvent the squad uh, yet again, but he's very positive about what he sees as an underlying trend that's going to move the, the team and the, and the, the, the club forward. Um, it would be very interesting to see how this one pans out. Um, interestingly, Ross County, they've failed to get a win in the last six games at home. St Mirren, on the other hand, they've suffered defeats in five of their previous six away matches. So, you know, a, a very intriguing game lies ahead, I would say. And, you know, both sides with uh, a point or two to prove. Yeah, so that's your other Premiership game in the Championship. I'm delighted to be able to keep a closer eye on it because it's a fantastic league. Just go and check out that table. Uh, if you don't believe us, Partick Thistle Dundee. You were saying earlier, David Friel, you think you know Ian McCall's got enough goodwill 
in the tank you don't think it's getting critical for him we got quite, I think we got three different Partick Thistle fans I know it doesn't sound a lot but to suddenly all phone in last Saturday night um, yes it's a bit of a small sample size but it's, it maybe shows the, the feeling of the disappointment at the moment yeah, and it's, it's understandable, Gordon, because the results have been shocking. I mean, they're just shipping goals left, right, and centre. But I, I just, I just think Ian McCall should have the trust of the fans for now. You know, I think he's a good manager. I think they have been badly hit by key players, especially Scott Tiffany. I just think he makes gives them the X factor in this division. Um, so I think he'll be fine. But as I say that, I wouldn't say the same for Gary Boyer. I know his remit at the start of the season was get promotion. And I don't think Dundee so far have looked like the side who just came down from the Premiership. Um, I think other sides have been far more impressive. So I definitely think there's more pressure on Gary Boyer today. But Ian McCall, of course, he's not immune to criticism. Part of this will need to start turning this around pretty quickly, I would imagine. You looking forward to a VAR this afternoon, or will you miss it dearly? You know, I love it, Gordon, but uh, yeah, I, I might go home 10 minutes earlier as well, given what happened last night. Um, but no, obviously, it'll be a bit strange uh, with. I'm sure there'll be contentious decisions here but yeah it will be I think Craig Napier might be pretty relieved given what happened at St Johnson last week as well yeah, I mean Roger Hanna it's another weekend last night it's it, certainly time time scale wise it didn't cover itself in glory because that's the bit everyone can agree on before you even argue about decisions is it taking too long we've had our an interesting case study during the week where Tony Watt wins on an appeal. So you you're a, you're away from all that stuff this afternoon in the championship. Yes, no VAR down by the seaside today. It was interesting again last night. The time the delays are going to become an issue. I think going forward they need to do something to get the decisions a bit quicker. I think it was Lee Johnson said it was nine nine and a half minutes between the flag going up for Duke's offside, which wasn't offside to the celebration of the second penalty for Boyan Mayovsky. That's just too long, I'm afraid. Um, they need to do it quicker. They need to do it more efficiently. And after Tony Watt's red card was overturned, anyone else think Duke might have a problem for diving? No? I suppose technically the possibility would, would be there. Uh, what do you make of it last night, Gordon? Terrible. Uh, I've got to say I watched the game... Um, do you watch what I'm saying here? Um, watched the game last <laughs> night, and I thought that Hibs played. Well, you went up to Petardry, yeah, did you? I was, I oh, was in the, the, the No, the in fact, listen, you do, uh, I was game, in the that, granite. No, that game was available on official pay per view. Yeah, so you're I'm fine. A, Just no, pretend no, that's I was, the route you went there. I, I, was you pay for it. <laughs> I was up there and I nipped in. But going back to the the big talking point just before half time, um, I thought, okay, VAR and how long it took. Fine, not got a problem with that. We'll learn from that. Hopefully, it'll get quicker. The decision to give a penalty kick was, to me, one of the worst decisions I've seen. Terrible. And you know I back the referees. You do. Every single week on this programme. But I'll tell you what, you can't back the referee for that. I thought it was a terrible decision. VAR is incompatible with Scotland mm. as a country. And also, the horrendous three months that uh, Ian Maxwell spoke about, the SFA chief exec, uh, that will stretch to three years. 33 years and beyond. Uh, the slogan from the SFA was minimum interference, maximum benefit. And too often now, it's mm. maximum interference, minimum benefit. I, mean, I get where Hugh's coming from, Roger. We are a fairly unique breed when it comes to the way we analyse our football. But I suppose the rest of the world's probably just laughing at us and saying, well, you know what, calm down because th this is... Exactly what we experienced at the start with the lengthy delays and 
we mentioned it during the week Aston Villa was at Douglas Louise you said the exact same situation with Tony Watt I mean it, sh- it shouldn't happen but VAR has its flaws whether it's here or anywhere else yeah, we're just late to the party, so the teething troubles that, that we're experiencing now have been experienced by other nations some months or years ago, Gordon, you're quite right. The, the problem will be as if beyond the three months or four months, whatever it is that Ian Maxwell talked about, that these problems have still to be ironed out. The delays are the, the major problems because I don't think you can have a nine-minute you know, interruption in the, in the middle of a game when all of this is going on. That's just it, it's unworkable. Um, so that needs to be ironed out um, and some of the decision making processes I'm sure will be ironed out because the referees and the VARs don't want the embarrassment of reaching a Tuesday or a Wednesday or a Thursday and the decisions that they've pondered over on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon are overturned by three mm. folk at Hamden in the midweek Absolutely, well let's see what drama we've got on the pitch and at Clydesdale House this weekend, the 3 o'clock games are coming up next, we'll go back to Celtic Park Season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Teams are out at Celtic Park. Fraser Wishart and Andrew McLean. Yeah, I'll run you through the starting lineups for Celtic and Dundee United. For Celtic, Joe Hart and goal. The back four: Anthony Ralston, Cameron Carter, Vickers, Moritz Jens, and Alexandre Bernabe. The midfield three: David Turnbull, Matt O'Reilly, and Rio Hatate with Serd Haksavanovic and Jota either side of Jorga Shakamakis. For Dundee United, Mark Ferragetti in goal for them. The back three: Liam Smith, Ryan Edwards, and Scott McMahon. Kieran Freeman and Aziz Behic are the two wing backs. Craig Sibbald, Arnold Joom, and Ian Hart, the three central midfielders, with Jamie McGrath supporting Stephen Fletcher. There's certainly goals in this Celtic team. Fraser Wisher and Dundee United have made changes to try and combat that because they've taken out Levitt and Watt, more attacking players, Jum and Harks in for them. Yeah, they're going to try some other the midfield. They know that's where Celtic strength is. That's where they dictate the play. They get the ball to the wide areas and they just flood teams with their attacking play. So I think that's a key area for me. Celtic in the first 10-15 minutes, they'll take the game to United. Can they resist it? That's a key period. We are underway at Celtic Park. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Trade accounts available now. Call them today. Showtime in the Premiership and beyond. Let's see what the three o'clock games have in store. Sit back and relax. We'll take you through it all. We'll cover all the big talking points and then when it's all said and done, it will be your chance to have your say on the open line. Hopefully I'm making good use of that goal flash button this afternoon and I've got a nice surprise for you as well. It's not just the goal flashes. I've got another mm. button for you oh. this afternoon. I've not left much to the imagination to tell you what it is, but we'll find out. We'll see if it gets a, a run out in the first couple of minutes, which is possible. Celtic Dundee United, Ross County St Mirren is the Premiership card today and our featured championship matches Air United against Morton and Partick Thistle against Dundee so come on then you absolute duds how are those four games going to go? Celtic 3-0 but if they'd taken their chances it would have been 6 I'm also taking St Mirren to win at Ross County because their major fault they've played 13 games Ross County and scored 7 goals can't even reach double figures in goals and we're a third of the way through the season and in the Cinch Wacky Races Championship I am taking Morton to prove it really is wacky by winning at air and Partick Thistle will beat Dundee and our featured games I'll go for four home wins so that's Celtic that. Ross County Air United and Partick Thistle Gordon Deal I'm going for um, Celtic Ross County 
I'm going Ross for Ross County. Okay. Yeah. I'm going for Air United and I'm going for a Dundee. Good. Well, sit back. If you want to stay in touch throughout the afternoon, at Clyde SSB is where you send your tweets. We'd love to have them. And like I said, they'll give you the nod on the open line a bit later on as well. So keep your thoughts coming in. Keep us company. That's the best part of a Saturday. We can try and share as much of it with you as possible, as you would imagine. Celtic are starting fast in the sense that they're getting the ball back in play and moving it quickly like they always do. Still nothing really to tell you about in terms of the action. Um, Mark, if you're a Dundee United player that was part of the nine psychologically, how do you get over that? Uh, see, to be honest, it's, it's pretty difficult. I know Liam Fox has said there in his interview that we've not spoke about it and we're, we're not looking back at that, but it's kind of a hard point in your career to forget about when you're coming up against this team um, you know, so soon afterwards. So it's going to be difficult for them, but they're professional players they need to try and go there and make it difficult for Celtic I was surprised when Liam Fox says we'll be on the front foot he said it twice and I'm thinking how much are you going to be on the front foot here and he's went with what looks like a back five now we've seen Livingston change to a back five and Celtic still found a way through so these games for the wayside it's always yep. important it, the old cliche the first 15 minutes to try and keep your cell in it and don't let Celtic score quickly or the game just gets away for you yeah, I think it was 6 of today's starting 11 started the the 9-0 mm. Gordon and it's alright saying even be even if you intend to be in the front foot sometimes it's easier said than done because if you can't get the ball off Celtic and naturally you, you go back the way I um, think what the Dundee United manager meant was if we get the ball we're going to try and get in the yeah. front foot Jota's gone close there sorry with a shot just wide it was Ralston with a mm. deep ball uh, and Jota Bit you'd, off target. You'd expect, obviously, everybody knows Celtic will probably have the majority of the, the ball. It's what Dundee United do when they get it. Um, going back to the 9 0, would it bother me? No. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't bother at all about it. I, it's a different mm -hmm. game. It's but you're just the type of guy that it doesn't matter how much you've messed up, you just like, absolve yourself from any blame and, and move on. Listen, I, yeah, I <laughs> forgot about yesterday. I'm one for the future. I don't look back. Uh, always forward for me positive thinking mm. um, go, go from one mistake to another yeah. with no loss of enthusiasm and, and on the way I'd blame everyone else apart from myself yeah, too, yeah. so uh, it makes up for it a changing goalkeeper from that day as well of course Birigiti today it was Ericsson for the 9-0 um, I wonder actually Mark if that is a, a small part of, of Dundee United's problems one of my favourite long held theories is the team that goes down in the Scottish Premiership usually has trouble in goal yeah go as a goal it doesn't save things usually go and look them all up every yeah. year the teams that are down there have got issues in goal it's always the way yeah. um, it wasn't part of the nine but was he not the goalkeeper who lost seven to AZ Alpha yes so they've both had their, their interesting <laughs> afternoons we've got one of these in the championship goal flashes with Clydebilt Home Improvements. And it's 1-0 to Air United. Air United 1, Morton 0. Alex Kirk, it was a header from about a yard out. The keeper parried from uh, Deepawak and Yemi's initial effort. Alex Kirk with a header, 1-0 Air United. Wraith Rovers are 1-up on Hamilton Ackies. It's like all of Gordon DL's former teams are scoring at yeah. once. 
I'm just waiting to see how Glen Afton are getting on this afternoon. <laughs> Man City playing this week. <laughs> Wraith Rovers won Hamilton Ackies and Nell. Or Rangers are tomorrow. Well, Man City. Often gloss yeah. over your time at Glen Afton. Ah, no, don't hear much about Man that. Man City are playing Fulham. Man City are playing Fulham. He's trying to get back to it. Let's see, let's see if Man City's got against Fulham. How was it? Well, is Erling Haaland playing? No, I don't think he's on the bench. Nah, he's not, so you're on the bench. Anyway, um, Jack Baldwin sent a header straight at the keeper from a corner, so a positive-ish start from Ross County. No goals to tell you about. Oh, right on cue. Goal flashes with Clyde-built home improvements. Dundee United legend Mark Wilson was just telling us it's all about those first 15 minutes. Well, Dundee United have lasted six and Celtic have gone in Front It was Jota with a cross-come shot And then it's tapped in by Sead Haksabanovic And Celtic are up and running Unless VAR rules out for something I feel like <laughs> I need to just throw that in every week now mm. Let's just say Celtic are in front And we'll deal with whatever follows Bright start, Hugh Keevans Yeah, I mean, Dundee United's worst nightmare Celtic going in front early on uh, Haksabanovic, what a luxury You know, he doesn't get a start at the Bernabeu But you can... Save him for Saturday for the domestic stuff. Uh, so and Jota for that matter. Yeah, yeah. So it really is a strength in depth. I just wonder, Ange speaking publicly about I might have to move some of your favourites on. You know, does that incentivise you to get uh, a move from Celtic, or does it incentivise you to say, well, I'm, I don't want to move on. I want to impress you. Oh, everybody wants to move on if the price is right, don't oh, they? Yeah. Um, it does. Yeah. It certainly looks more like a cross when you get the chance to. Yeah. Um, looking at it back Mark Wilson um, I don't, don't think we need to split hairs over it anyway it's a ball from Jota and a finish by Sead Haksibanovic and Celtic are in front I've got to say they've started brightly as well Jota's had a few opportunities uh, and then that is, that's certainly a cross from him Haksibanovic at the back post there just knocking in if you're Dundee United I mean that's the same now when they think of that 9-0 I tell you what if I'm you a United player mm. and I'm waking up at the clock and I'm seeing mm. 6 minutes and we're one down I'm thinking Oh, oh, here we go. And every one of these players looking fresh. The seven changes, there's no tiredness in the legs. Long afternoon ahead yeah. for United. Keep it tight for a warm up, was the call, I think, this afternoon. Uh, you don't want to lose a, a goal as quickly as that against Celtic. With their players out there with well, a lot to prove still. You know, the size of the squad, they want to play week in, week out. Everybody does. Um, that is the worst possible start And I've got to say Terrible, terrible defending as well uh, Bonnie Rig Rose nil, Elgin City 1 Russell Dingwall's penalty On the 8th minute Putting Elgin in front James Tavernier's brother has scored You know, I'll always try and link any goal That happens down south to, yeah. to up here So if there we go We've got the Rangers captain's brother Marcus Has equalised for Bournemouth against Leeds uh, Mulligan's been booked for Dundee Bad tackle on Turner But no chances there in that one between Partick Thistle and Dundee and your first half teaser Hugh Keevens is yep. about to get up and running oh hold on there is a VAR check at Celtic Park what for though that would be uh, the question let me go we'll I do it for the first time yeah. remember I told you I had a new button for you VAR review oh. with Clyde Built Home Improvements here we are Except for a handball in the Celtic box Futuristic that So it could like be that. a penalty to Dundee United Wow um, And the check is ongoing it's, oh. it's, It looked clear to Andrew McLean and the guys It looked like Burnaby's arm was up um, And by the way when we see clear We mean in the sort of modern definition of the rule Everybody accepts that it can be a real pain in the neck For footballers who 
are, are not separated by much distance but you tend to find that if there is a I mean it seems extremely close to Burnaby as well um, and his hand no. sort of goes no I'm not having that well it's going to, it's going to the screen the referee I'm so that's going to be that. that's going to be given you would imagine because the referee's going to the screen so he's, he's trying to hear it his oh, arms behind him Come on! No, it's the like, law. It's the it handball rule. Yeah. It's not. It's not VAR or anything else. He can't believe it. Bernabe. I don't. I is getting to the stage where, as a player, you need to tuck your shorts and uh, your arms on your shorts. I'm not really sure what you do as a player these days. Everyone says that, and at the start, that sentence used to annoy me. Thought it was a bit of a cliche. Um, but my goodness, what, uh, what are you thinking there? I, I'm thinking it's destroying football. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Well, it's going to be a penalty. I think it's going to be a penalty. The good, good thing about this is it's not. It doesn't have to be all about Celtic. Or it, 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 we're now just seeing it across the board. Yeah. Yes, this week it's Matt O'Reilly and it's Burnaby. Uh, last week, Livy might have felt aggrieved at Andrew Shinney. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've obviously the Michael Smith situation. We've seen Tottenham in Champions League and on and various other um, penalty has been given to go. Dundee United and one of these in the other game as well. Goal flashes with Clyde-built home improvements. Jordan White's put Ross County one up at home to St Mirren from close range. Latoury with the cross, Jordan White with the finish. The Celtic fans in the stadium are outraged. <laughs> and as as the rule then follows, it's the same with Matt O'Reilly. About Burnaby gets booked. Ah, I mean, <laughs> it's what is going on in football? <laughs> and the, right, you see the Matt O'Reilly one in that yet? Yeah, as harsh it is, this is this is ridiculous, but. With a letter of the law, yeah, I suppose well, they the need ar- to give up. The but argument is Fletcher could on. score there with that header. Uh, I mean, yeah, Stephen Fletcher's the one that's going to that, take that, the penalty, that's by the, the way. That's the argument, Mark. He's not, but he could. But that is, I find that It's so unfortunate for Burnaby. I, I mean, his it. arm's behind him. Yeah. The one that would... There's a line in there that's really making it... Uh, here's up Stephen Fletcher, by the way. Goal flashes with Clyde-built home improvements. And he scores from the spot. It's Celtic 1, Dundee United 1. <laughs> and more uh, VAR drama already. <laughs> See, that's well, a 9-0 put to bed. 9-1. Yeah. Um, it's astonishing. Absolutely astonishing. And the, the referee, I think, whether it's this guy or any other guy, uh, they're sent to the monitor and they're mm. not coming back without saying yeah it's a yeah. penalty oh yeah we know that by now um, it, it's just that's what's happening with handball it, all over the place Gordon it, yeah yeah. The, the, the minute it goes to the screen but I've, we've looked at it a million times I just don't know how you're supposed to jump to header a ball which is a big part of football without using it and it's not even he's not even facing the ball he's turned away from it the ball's been aimed towards him he doesn't know it it's hitting the back of his hand ah, listen <sighs> I am so glad I'm in here with you, boys. I really look oh, we're forward delighted to, to have you. I look forward well, to yeah, us. I can sure. I can be bothered going to Celtic Park now and play. I suppose the game and they're trying to change the rules to make it as entertaining as possible and as many goals as possible. Well, the handball rule is certainly, you know, went that way because you know you're going to get we are going to get surely. A record amount of penalties, handball I think already, this season. Already the the stats for penalties are way up, really, pro yeah. rata, if you like, versus what what they were pre uh, VAR introduction. Uh, we've got another goal in the Highlands. What a game this is! Goal flashes 
with Clydebilt Home Improvements. And it is an equaliser for St Mirren. A brilliant free kick from Strain from distance. Finds the net. And we are level. Ross County 1, St Mirren 1. Great start. Yeah. To this afternoon. I mean, what about 13 minutes into both games? You know, goals everywhere. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. It's the, the third penalty given against Celtic in four days. Two for Real Madrid. All three for handball. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and they got one last week, mm. you know, and yeah. in the, the week before, there was the Michael what? Smith incident. Yeah, two in that game, and Celtic then got denied one. VR. Well, it tells you, Mark, that Postacoglu will need to encourage them to use your feet. Instead of using their hands, they're giving away too many penalties. I want to do in training. Exactly, they're <laughs> passing the ball. Mm. See, see of all the lines in the rule that that trouble me personally about this, right? If you take Bern, and like I said, it doesn't even need to be Burnaby. It can apply this to any, or or you know many of the ones that you've seen recently. There is a line, right, in the rule. So we've heard all this about unnaturally bigger. Um, a player is considered to have made their body unnaturally bigger when the position of their hand or arm. Is not a consequence of or justifiable by the player's body movement for that specific situation. Why does Burnaby's hand come out behind his back? Because he's strained his neck and flicked his head forward to head the ball. Oh, yeah. Then his hand comes out behind him. So how does that? How does? How is that not a justifiable? How is that not a consequence of or justifiable by the player's body movement for that specific situation, know, Hugh? That's, that's the bit I'll never understand. Yeah, and that's what troubles me about the referees. Because he's been given the opportunity and he, through his professional eye, should be able to come to the conclusion that you have come to. That all Burnaby did was try to get as much force on the ball as he possibly could. That He has no idea the ball struck his arm. Uh, and the referee could always come back and say Yeah, I've had another look It's not a penalty But when they are sent to the monitor They go over there thinking Well, there's no way I'm yep. coming back Arguing with Clydesdale House I mean, we're all hypocrites, Gordon DL So if I was producer Callum Who's telling me it's a stonewaller um, And if that was against my team Then mm. you would you would probably say Well, do you know what? Stephen Fletcher's header's going on target It's going towards goal Burnaby's hand stopped it and therefore, I feel that should be a penalty, and I would, I would sort of get that as well. That wouldn't upset me too much. But I just, and this isn't, this isn't VAR. This isn't Scottish mm. football. This is IFAB. When they come up with these rules, if you're going to put that that line in your rule in black and white, that it's only if the hand movement is not justifiable by your body movement in that situation, you surely have got to respect what that actually means. Yeah, I just, I feel, because I look at that jump there and I do not, can't get in my head what he can do to get his, himself off the ground if he doesn't use his arms, mm. right? But do, I and, don't think it's the jump though, it's when, so he's, when he pulls put, his head back and he cranes his neck yeah, forward, take, the arms sort of swing round. Got, listen, I was prolific in the box oh, sure you were, in yeah. there and I would use my arms to get up there against the big centre halves. But I've got to say, I, I think that, I would take to play football in a modern day game. I think it ruins a game for me. Mm. Anyway, but the referee, you, the referee should quick. know that. No, but listen, I'm sure he yeah. does. He will, but they obviously still think it's a penalty. You know, it's not. Let's not be daft about this. They'll know the rule, mm. um, and it's not just him. He's got two pals looking at it as well yeah. at, at Clydesdale House. So, anyway, Hugh Evans, let's do this. Oh. The first half teaser with the Scottish slash football for the best football news and opinion online.
Name the last six Spaniards who've scored a league goal for Celtic or Rangers and also played at least 10 league games for either club. Quite simple. Name the last half dozen Spaniards who've scored a league goal for Celtic or Rangers and also played at least 10 league games for either club. Great question. At Clyde SSB, send a tweet with all the correct answers on it. Do it quicker than everyone else. And that's how you win the first half teaser I'll give you some clues As we go along I'll eliminate some wrong answers So let's see How you do Something scary about this Every time It was your two ex-teams Scored at the same time They've now both conceded At the same time okay. Hamilton Ackies are level Jean-Pierre Tihi uh, With the equaliser for the Ackies And in our featured Championship match As well Goal flashes With Clyde Built Home Improvements it's looking up Morton fans It's Air 1 Morton 1 Jai Katongo With a header at the back post uh, From a corner kick And Air are level now And Morton are level I should say with Air Jai Katongo He's been round mm. the houses a bit um, What injuries But Now back at Morton And uh, Find his feet there Morton are something else this season Some of their signings And the games they've played in Terrific Good save from Birigiti To deny Jack Amakis With the header Just to go back to the penalty award I mean the I think referees are now content to let the machine do it. He's gone over to look at that, and either he doesn't know the rule, I will. He will. I mean, doesn't understand it sufficiently well, uh, or but, interprets it differently. I think yeah. we have to be you have to be fair on that. But, he'll understand it, and he'll certainly know it. I He's think interpreting it in a way that you do. Do you think that the, the, the machine? Well, we'll call it machines. Putting them, putting them under pressure. Right. <laughs> I'll give you a perfect example. I'll, the Aberdeen last night, the referee under no circumstances was given a penalty kick. Absolutely not given that penalty kick. Mm-hmm. What happened was, obviously in his ear, he was asked to go across and look. The minute they do that, you said it right away there, well, it's got to be a penalty yeah, kick. Right, it puts them under pressure to give the decision for me. I I thought, I, I'm, I'll still go mm-hmm. with it, I thought that was... A, Terrible decision Yeah, um, yeah Celtic and, and do you know what Mark This is something that I think Maybe has gone a little bit Unspoken about VA Oh hold on We've got another one of these At Celtic Park oh. VAR Review oh. With Clyde Built Home Improvements It's for serious foul play Craig Sibbled on Georges Giacomakis So mm. this could be a red card For Dundee United Should the referee uh, decide But you're laughing It might no, be the no, right decision But Just calm down we're, we'll we're getting out. our money's worth it us VAR I, I don't know when Fraser Wishart's wedding anniversary is But I hope it's not tonight Because mm. he'll miss it <laughs> I, I wish I had VAR when I was getting married It'd be brilliant <laughs> The thing that again could be quite concerning Because you've seen it with the Tony Watt one last week The foul's not even given at the time here, not even a foul The on-field referee doesn't even think this is a foul And now it might be a red card uh, For Craig Sibbald So um, That's the bit that never Looks great It's a high foot, no doubt, for Craig Sibbald um, The studs sort of go in towards Giacomacus' like, is it chest area? Maybe yeah. even a bit below um, We've got one of these in the championship just now Anyway Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Harry Milne has scored for Partick Thistle. There we are, all the doom and gloom. Partick Thistle one up against Dundee at Firhill. So now, do you think that's a red here? I don't think it's a red. No, I think you'll. I think you'll be lucky escaping this. 
whilst the uh, all the debate about you know the hand uh, the handball rule and so on, but the serious foul play rule is a bit similar, isn't it? Because when you when you've got that rule about endangering an opponent or you know the excessive force, could you say that any stud to the stomach is is endangering the opponent? But then are you going to see red cards all the time? <sighs> It's, mm. a, it's a minefield And it's not yeah. you know, it's not all VAR Because we've argued about loads of red card challenges Yeah, I, I think in these situations The referee has to be strong We've chatted about this before Every call Play over on, to, no yeah. action taken There well we done. are Well done Because I think that was the correct decision Referees have to be strong When they get called over to that monitor It doesn't necessarily mean that they are wrong He didn't see anything wrong with that Um and he, he was right it's it's a challenge it's a coming together yes it's probably a high foot but no more than that for me I know he catches Jacques Marcus but it's not a serious foul play what do you, what do you think we'll be talking about mm. at 5 o'clock on the lines up yeah maybe the handball um, but they were so do you think that was a red though no did, did, did. I, I, thought, on a minute. <laughs> I thought it was a terrific decision by the referee <laughs> You said that was a red No I did not, I never once said How that How do you two feel about that teaser question you think you're going to make good uh, headway on that? Just a quick reminder Hugh because we got distracted by the drama Name the last half dozen Spaniards who've scored mm. a league goal for Celtic or Rangers oh, And also played at least 10 league games for either club Yeah I think Mark Wilson's oh, got a... One of them's wrong I don't know I know it's something like that. Going to tell us which one? <laughs> no. Right. no. Uh, we'll leave it there. Right, so Celtic 1, something Dundee like United 1. What I was about to say, Mark, before that, Ange Postacoglu is huge, absolutely huge, on keeping the ball in play as often as possible. You've seen it before. Yeah. Ball goes out, ball boys, get it back on. Free kick, take it quickly. Goal kick, take it quickly. Keep the ball in play for as much of the 90 minutes as possible to give your so-called superior players the best chance of winning the game that's going to be a lot harder if you keep stopping for VAR oh yeah and yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, first time am I right in saying this is Celtic's first home game since yep Yep. now he can't always get it his own way with the ball boys at Livy or Dingwall or wherever else but at Celtic Park it is a slick operation not when VAR's there yeah yeah and it does slow and it down be interested to see the impact that it has because every time there's a check I think there was three and a half minutes between the handball for Burnaby and the penalty being retaken, uh, the, the penalty being scored or play being restarted. Yeah, it's been such a feature of Celtic's game since he's came to Celtic, and it's incredibly difficult to live with if you're an opposition player because there is no respite. And I would expect opposition managers to go there and tell their team, look, slow things down before VR come into play, slow things down as much as we can, take our time, disrupt the flow. Now that's mm-hmm. taken out. In the opposition team's hands It's now in the referee's hands And the more checks we get Yeah it does disrupt the flow Ange's We never stop Has become We always stop For VAR uh, Yeah <laughs> And uh, I think it's uh, Five and a half minutes so far For VAR stop, in, yeah. in, in 23 24 on the clock Because yeah, actually Hugh Even just it, it feels like the game's died a bit Yeah, I, I, yeah it, Without doubt you know, do you know what I mean the Celtic started very quick Scored Thinking how many Dundee United get the penalty Fine and score it I feel like neither team's really started again and it, yeah, no. it's just a bit yeah, disjointed. The, I mean, I believe that VAR is bad for football in general. I believe it's going to put people off the game. Uh, it's creating nonsensical decisions. 
Uh, and I, I just think that uh, in this country, people will not put up with mm. this. Again, but they, I know what you're saying, but they don't put up, they, they argue about it everywhere. I understand. Still doing it in England, they've had it for however many years. It's, it's, but here, it's we have exclusive a, to us. here we have a, a perfect example of a game that's practically been killed stone dead. Yeah, but again, there'll be loads of them. There will be loads, and especially with handball, just we've seen it in so many countries. It's but it's bad for Celtic today, that's for sure, because it's killed their momentum stone dead. Uh, it's 1 1. Uh, we were talking about Dundee United's worst nightmare going behind in the six minutes, but. Uh, What's taking place? And it's been good for Dundee United. I remember yeah, yeah, yeah. a nice. Great. Remember some of the debate just before it came in. You know, would it would it benefit the big teams or would it benefit the wee teams? Mm. On behalf of wee teams everywhere, are Dundee United getting that penalty in a million years Never. at Celtic Park without VAR? No, Never. No. No. I'll but, be honest with but you. But the fact I, of the matter is, it wasn't a penalty. I was looking forward to VAR. I've got to say, I was, I was all for it. Um, I've sort of changed my mind. I'm with you. I, th- I think it's spoiling their game. I think referees are taking too long. I know it's new. I know that we have to get up to speed with it. I, I take that on board. But I'm looking some decisions that I just, I think the referee, the minute he has to go over to that monitor, I, I think it puts him under severe pressure. Um, Man City are down to 10 men inside 26 minutes We know how we play Jao with 10 Cancelo has been sent off When I played with City they always played with 10 <laughs> yeah, <well. laughs> Baldwin's gone off injured for Ross County So that's not ideal Watson has come on And they, oh, it's level isn't it It's a good game that one One each uh, there in the Highlands it's, It would appear that you're having quite the afternoon anyway You. Why are you Well I've told you before I've got eyes and ears everywhere on you two I think Hugh He's a bit trickier To sort of stay in touch with Because I, know, I owned up to you yesterday I just confessed That I had to get someone To come upstairs And show me how to work The vending machine He, he did Because the vending machine Upstairs only <laughs> well, You're getting at the vending machine I, I have no They've got a porridge up. bar A porridge bar yeah Because <laughs> the new vending machine Upstairs Doesn't accept <laughs> coins It's one of the It only accepts your card So he yeah. Someone had to Chaperone him up to the <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and show him how to work it. Uh, However, there is n- this. See if I could think of one story, genuinely one anecdote that sums you up in a nutshell. This would be it. Are you ready for this, Mark Wilson? Yeah. Because you will love it. Okay. Right, just along the road there on the way in, driving along Dumbarton Road, uh-huh. he's popped into. I've had a message from Davy from Innovation Flooring. Right, he's got his eye. He's eyeing up some new carpets. No, it's from North Floors yeah, yeah, floor, yeah, whatever, floor, right? Yeah. New flooring Oh, not with that He does oh, like this already That's not the bit <laughs> People knows that, He's getting a new floor That's not the bit That I've got issues with <laughs> Don't fit it That's not the bit That I've got issues with oh, Right no. So what's, the, what's like the most Once you've picked your floor Or whatever What's the most obvious Next question That you're going to get asked What size, yeah, 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 yeah What size, yeah, yeah. right So do you know what he did when he was asked what size? He, sta- he started doing, he started pacing out. He's obviously paced out his room, and he's put his left foot like in front of his right, then again in front of his left, then his right, then his left, toe to heel, toe to heel, till he got nine steps no one way. way. Then yeah. he turned and did six in the other direction, and that was the size of flooring that he was looking for. Please, that is outrageous. Be fair. Ever heard of a tape measure? 
I'm not very good. That's right? the old coaching him, isn't it? Right. With Martin out of box and the cones I and was, that. I was walking out the house. I didn't have a... And I thought, right, how do you do this? So I just done knick-knacks. <laughs> right, I done across and down. Ten yards right, on. And I, I went, Andy says to me, what size is it? I went, nine of these. <laughs> <laughs> so, by the way, should be fair to Davey. On the ball, sorted out straight away. He went. I know what you're looking for. He, he must be an ex-player if he knows he's he yard is like that. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think that's even acceptable uh, to go uh, into a foreign place listen, and pace it? Do me a favour, again right? Because I say to the boys, got to stick that in the car, right? I'm got to take it with me. Two boys are out. I'm giving them a bit of stick. They were painting on decorators. They weren't even. They were just in the shop. You asked other customers to <laughs> no, carry your carpet. No, stuff. I couldn't Have you got it. your carpet in your car just now? That's not a carpet flooring. Oh, right. I'm upmarket. How, how are you going to fit it then? Oh, so if he's going to fit it. <laughs> a guy that doesn't know how to open a tape measure think, and read the numbers, numbers be, that are on it. Do you think, think that'll no, be the No right more nails. Get that you, in the back of it and stick it down. Do you think that'll be the right size? Oh, 100% no. Yeah, these things are specialised. You, you sometimes get, well, usually get people out to measure up. And you need a so bit of so wastage precise. as well to, for the excess. I was right on the nine. Think <laughs> about it. On the size nine foot. You should have said it was ten, then ten by seven, just to give you a bit of leeway. Oh, I hope uh, it's short. Uh, you know yeah. what? I hope it's short and it's like, <laughs> if the yard, I just bare flooring. Uh, no, but do you know how tight he is? He, will, he wouldn't go back and get more. He'll just put something on it. I'd colour it. Maybe just move a table or something just to cover up his <laughs> couch. Uh, oh, man, that is. That was, that was good. Right, there's, another, there's another oh, long no. stoppage of play. No, I don't listen. These things happen. Um, because. <laughs> Birigiti, the goalkeeper's down getting treatment. It looked like he was going to gather the ball over the top, but Ryan Edwards, his own player, got in first, cleared it, and wiped him out. And now he's down uh, getting a bit of treatment. Oh my, I mean, honestly, mm. talk about chaotic defending from Dundee United. Yeah. I mean, nightmare for them, especially if they lose Birigiti here. He's already made, was it just one save, maybe a couple of saves, but. Um, Very no good idea. But this Giacomacus. for the Celtic players, even for the Dundee United players, if you want to slow things down, this isn't ideal. I mean, so much time, as well. so much time gone by. You're just standing on the pitch. You want to get into a rhythm when you're playing, particularly the Celtic players, of course, because they're at home and all that brings. But it's just this could be the first game, first to, half, first game to finish mm. during the open, open line. line. Oh, to be fair, look, Birgitti's injured and he's getting treatment. That that happens. Let's let's not get hysterical. Guys down injured gets treatment. Mm. Right, and it's not anything to do with VAR. Um he's back in his feet, the ball's back in play, and on we go. Uh there was a chance for Ross County from a corner as a ball helped on to White, but his effort was saved by Trevor Carson. Uh, so Jordan White looking for a, a second goal of the afternoon, but they are level at home against St Mirren. It was Strain's free kick which cancelled out the opener. Celtic went in front early through Haksabanovic, but the old VAR handball penalty combination uh, saw Stephen Fletcher score and get them level in our featured championship games. Air United won, Morton won, and Partick Thistle won, Dundee nil. Remind me of your teaser, if you can, Hugh. Name the last six Spaniards who scored the league goal for Celtic or Rangers and also played at least 10 league games for either club. Good question. Let's see how you're getting on with it. Some very good answers already, I must admit. Some very, very good answers indeed. We've got FM Dafty, that looks not bad. Liam wants to throw in David Fernandez. Throw him back out again. No. 
Nope. Okay. Uh, what else have we got on here? SD wants to throw in Juanma Ortiz. No. Never scored. You had him in your list ah, as that's well. That's the Mark. wrong one, right? That's the get one. him off. Yeah, that's the wrong one. one better on We've there. replaced him with this this fella here. Alejandro Bedoya. Oh, no. Obviously wrong. No. <laughs> obviously not, wrong. Is he not American? He's American <laughs> for a start. <laughs> 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 uh, I should have researched that before uh, that. Yeah, I can't do uh-huh. you fell for that one. <laughs> yeah, no so more answers for you, please. Not even. I mean, how far back does it go? Um, probably to the sort of mid, not early, early two thousands. Oh, there's one in there goes back that far, and then. Some are a bit more recent anyway Hi Hi uh, hi. of course At Clyde SSB Get your answers in please I'll give you another In fact you know what We'll just do it during the half time break Because there's been so many delays I feel like I'll give you A bit longer uh, On this one um, Anyway right okay I think we're Calm We've not got any ongoing VAR checks at the moment Nothing doing uh, That I can see Or is there Yes We've got more action at Celtic Park Goal flashes with Clyde-built home improvements. And it's Sead Haksabanovic at the double. He's on for a first-half hat-trick at this rate. It just shows you, we talk about the seven changes he doesn't feature uh, in the Bernabeu from the start. And he comes in from the beginning today and gets two goals, Hugh Keevans. Well, we'll see if that uh, restores Celtic's uh, equilibrium, if I can put it that way, because the, the VAR nonsense uh, seemed to disrupt their rhythm completely. Uh, but... Noses back in front And Dundee United back to being up against it Yeah, a bit of a strange entry into the, the goal it sort of, I'm not sure if it squirms under Birigiti It sort of hits the posts Maybe even more than one um, But not that it matters It ends up in the back of the net But it just It sneaked its way in um, I think ultimately it, It's going to have to probably go down As a bit of a goalkeeping mm. Not howler It doesn't go into the howler category But must do better And what did I say Ten minutes ago Dundee United's Goalkeeping issues mm. Not brilliant Maybe the injury Played a big part now But take nothing away From oh. Haxabanovic I think he's I think he's a top player, player yeah. That. yeah very Great understanding With Taylor Down the left hand side But uh, yeah, that'll, do be, lot, that'll do him a lot Of good today He'll certainly be looking For that hat trick That match ball Yeah We had a VAR check On the goal well, every goal has to get checked. Yeah. That's just you know, that's part. Is there someone in you? You talking about someone blocking the goalkeeper's view here? That well, could it be offside. Is it yeah. Marcus? Yeah. Well, he's and not, the he's goalkeeper, not like the takeaway, that the goalkeeper has got to save that regardless. Even if there was somebody standing right in front of him, he's still got to save that. But Haxabanovic, good, good player, by the way, and that's that's maybe what Ange Postecoglou is mm. talking about. Jota, obviously the star and the team. Most saleable asset, maybe him and O'Reilly, but Haksabanovic is not a bad replacement just now. Yeah, when you a bad on the bench, a bad on the bench as well. Forrest there, but Haksabanovic playing, he can play left, he can play right, he can play in that midfield role. He's added so much, and I think he's only going to get better. I think Postecoglou said that you know once he really gets up to speed, you know gets a full pre-season under his belt, um, he's a top top player and impressed so far. Anyone else struggling to concentrate on the show without the image of Gordon in the middle of a public <laughs> flooring showroom b- b- with his balance holding both hands out putting one <laughs> foot in front of the other 
and then on to the next just to measure out how much flooring he needs mm. for his house. I think that I think that is one of the most I, ridiculous things I've ever heard. I'm, I'm sure Davy was clearing the floor for it to get, get the full measure. Hold on, I'll move this stuff out of the way. <laughs> He's uh, coming an- through. Another one of these. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Okay, here's the competition you never knew you needed. There's a race on between Sead Haksibanovic and Harry Milne to see who can get the quickest hat trick because he's put Partick Thistle 2 0 up. It was a tidy finish at the back post and it is much better uh, for the Jags. We've had a lot of well, complaints, if you like. Go back recently. to David Friel's point that uh, Ian McCall wasn't the manager under pressure. Today it was Dundee's manager, Gary Boyer. So, you know. The Dundee fans will not appreciate where they sit in the league table at the moment. Good result that well scoreline for Thistle. You'd say that now. was a former Dundee United player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like to big, see Dundee. Not a big fan of Dundee. Dundee. No, no, no. no, no. But, but, but even though you grew really. up a, a Celtic supporter and wanted to play ah, with but Celtic, you, you got to United for so long twice, and you've always stayed with you. I never thought about like that. You, Aaron and Beef. Kelly. You sent off in a derby. Your I was. Only, your only red card is only that? red card. And I've told Hatchet you before, man. it was no, no, no. It was for a handball. Handball. If VAR was about in those days, it would have been rescinded. One handball. I, I told you the ball was bouncing back to the goalie. I jump up and head it back. The linesman flags saying I punched it back. Ref, straight red, straight red, because to deny the goal scoring opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So right. that's why I, I, I don't. Then. I don't fancy Dundee. So good on Thistle. Remember the free kick he scored in the derby oh. where it bounced four times before it went in. You scored I've some. never seen a player top a football before. I've seen it in the golf course. He topped the football. But he has, he's got that technique because he's scored some bad goals. No, 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 but this is the thing. Don't even put it in the same category as Papach because at least that's on the volley. So you should be physically able to kick it down into the ground. But how do you kick a ball into the ground that's already on the ground? But you don't, what was the free kick with Dumbarton or something against Dumbarton? No, this no. is. No, no, the no, no. goal against Look, Rangers was a screamer. about putting the ball in the net. Now, I'd done my homework and I knew the Dundee goalie would have been bamboozled <laughs> by <laughs> He was <laughs> certainly bamboozled. <laughs> <laughs> Here, John Rankin, his squiggler, remember, against Arthur Bott. Well, this was a different sort That's of... That's right, too much was made of that, eh? In terms I, I of, like, rags, the, the technique. I mean, I know. Like, no offence, we won't be listening. He says he'd practice it, but... a goalkeeping mistake was all that day was, I was playing that game. And I, I looked at Rank shooting, I thought, I'll happily let him shoot for there. And I turned in and seen Arthur just diving the other way. Hey, beefcake, was that your only red card? <laughs> you talk to me. May I guide the day? May I guide the day, Gordon, you can tell that story. <laughs> You'll love this. Oh. You will absolutely love this. Oh. People are going to think I'm on some sort of mission to just name all these local businesses. I'm not. It just so happens it's been that type I'll of chaotic... I'm going to give this guy a shout out for what's it, coming It's next. been some sort of chaotic morning, right? So I came here nice and early. <laughs> Uh, and I thought I need to get some work done on my car or some uh, the wheels I'll stick it Kobabi tyres around the road in the business park I'll go a run keep myself fit we run up along the canal I'll come back pick up my car it's a bit of a delay and in, in, uh, getting it back so I got went to get my lunch got Mark Wilson to pick me up and I said go and take me back round to check the car now the guy for the tyre place comes out right now he's, he's no friend of Mark's I don't think they know each other I mean they've no. met maybe once or twice Mark got his window down The guy Out of nowhere Leans his head in the window And says to Mark You're piling on the beef <laughs> <laughs> Just so Love it up Just love it up Don't know this guy You've seen him once oh. Just you're putting on weight I said, you- I, would, I said to him Just say what you think then mate 
to be fair, he's got a point. Hey, don't you start. You've got a belly button the size of a dartboard. It's something about this area because I went to buy my wife a birthday present yesterday. It's her birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Is that, yeah, this isn't the present, is it? You, no, no, no. you give her a job. <laughs> no, that would just save me buying a card. Um, and he said, and he's the, the guy taking Shop. the money. And he said, I know your face. He said, do you work for Clybank Town Council? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yes. No. Uh, oh, I definitely know your face. Are you the provost of Clybank? <laughs> no way. Really? I said, no. It's quite impressive. You're much more important you zero, to this area zero, than one. the provost of Clyde Bank. <laughs> that could be the next move for you, in fact. Yeah, local politics. Yeah, I think so. Vote for me. I think you got a few votes for you. I yeah. really would. I think you're you're. Uh, what from you, Mark? Yeah. Me? Yeah, we got. I think yeah. I'm a bit. Listen, have you seen what's getting yeah. elected nowadays? I could get elected. There's the turn that you never thought Clyde One Super Scoreboard would take. <laughs> Vote for you've got a guy next to you. Shame. You've got a guy next to you who'd never even heard of Liz Truss, and you think we're going to get into some debate well, about the constitutional future of the country? That's the whole point. Have you seen what's getting elected? <laughs> Therefore, have you had a look at the electorate? Let's leave it there. Celtic two, Dundee United one. I was going to say approaching half time. I, I doubt we actually are when you look at all the the, the time that's going to be added we're, on. We're midway through the first half now. Um, and a good game, I have to say, in the Highlands as well. We still level Ross County. Mirren, yep, no ruled out goals of VR have caught me. Partick Thistle two, Dundee nil. Air United one, Morton one. They are featured championship matches. Do you think as well. Ange might crack? After this game, uh, on the subject of VAR, three penalties against his team in four days and the handball rules going off the wall. Uh, I wonder if Ange will have an Ange moment. I would think if he's ever, ever going to do that, which I don't think he would, it would have to come after a defeat. A defeat. I don't think he'll ever get embroiled in uh, when yeah. everything's going rosy. And even at that, I still don't think he would. Because he's made such a... A point well, about it. Don't well, ask me about it, and I don't. Well, I don't I mind. You, I, I take you back to the Michael Smith penalty that what well, that never was at Tynecastle. Mm. The the moment that Ange was animated for the first time since he mm. got here, laughing and applauding, and you know, clearly he's not happy with all this. He called it theatre. Remember, he said it was yeah. the theatre that surrounds VAR. Well, the theatre surrounding VAR is now a panto. Yeah, but, but what uh, helps when uh, you're uh, leading? You're winning yeah. the game. That helps to, not to get involved. It's just a, it's, a, it's an it's an evil combination VR and handball because they're oh, going. You know, it's it's working in conjunction. Even this season alone, we we don't agree on much. But I think remember even in European qualifiers was it Connor Goldson? Was there a handball against Connor Goldson in European qualifiers? Remember, and everybody yeah. said it was ludicrous. It sort of bounced oh, yeah, off yeah, James yeah. Sands from, USG, yeah. from a couple of yards right. away. The the footballing world has got itself in a proper muddle. Uh, when it comes to handball, should I Fab then clear that up? Or well, this is the thing. Every time, they, every time they add a new line to the rule, this is them trying to clear to it up. clear it up, I suppose, or simplify it. Maybe because the it again, to, that, is that believe same it or not, I think it. they claim that that's what they're doing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is some sort of victory for producer Callum. He's just pointed out that it was four nil at half time in the nine nil game. Well, this is certainly don't know what he means by that. Is that is that what you mean? He nod nod if you think this is encouraging. Yeah, he's happy. He's happier yeah, now. He's happy with a two one. Yeah, you, 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 you would be. That's I how arithmetic yeah. works. It's better than four 0 I suppose. 
Je wil P. Vadrim Japanikwalizer, dan. Producer Callum is spot on. Oh, I've just seen his celebrations in there when the penalty went in the back of the net, honestly. Kevin at the oh, beginning, was it? He was, he was celebrating earlier on about his performance and his, his football oh, today as well. He he before you came in, he was, he was saying that he controlled the left side. He's pulling strings. He's one of these guys you look at and you just know he cannot play. <laughs> People probably said that about you to be Honestly. fair. You actually earned a living from it. He does. <laughs> You of see course, the, the five minutes added at Celtic Park. Five I, I knew you were going to hammer him there. Oh, big lurch. This was the week. Leave them on it, this, <laughs> this was the week, of course. Usually on a Saturday when we reflect on some of the week's biggest stories, this was the week when you and was it Andy from West Lothian? Was that oh, the caller's Andy, name? Yeah, yeah. Clashed. Have we got a clip, producer Callum? Oh, to, why do you always have to come back to, to me? To relive it. It's justified. It's brilliant. <laughs> See when you've had a long show uh, and you're getting into the final fifteen minutes. I mean, what was that like? Quarter to eleven. It was night. quarter to eleven. And he's screaming at you, calling you. I couldn't sleep when I went home. <laughs> While we're in the five-week break for the World Cup, we should get Andy, who screamed at uh, Gordon, and last night's caller Tam, who was on about Celtic were unlucky not to get thirteen <laughs> points in their Champions League group. We should get the two of them on for a. <laughs> A debate <laughs> Two minutes added in Dingwall Five minutes at Celtic Park So we will start going round the grounds for the half-time kick-offs And I'll give you a bit longer on the teaser Since I started it late We'll do the answers during the half-time break Reminders of it, Hugh Name the last six Spaniards who scored a league goal for Celtic or Rangers And also played at least ten league games for either club uh, Most of you are getting to grips with... Uh, at least a few of the answers There's a, a few that are catching you out Remember we said no uh, Ortiz No David Fernandez, um, But other than that It will be quite, it's quite you're, you're getting pretty close I must admit uh, Lots of people going for David Fernandez On those star bar gaming Another one who's done it um, I think that looks like a decent enough list there From Kenny Yeah I think most of you get into grips with it But get your answers in There's still time To show that you can get it all correct and we will do the answers and the winners during that halftime interval. I think we've come up with one short. Five I think we've got five, yeah, but we're struggling for the, the last one. We've made a valiant effort. I'm quite happy with that, Mark. What, the one you added? Yeah, well, I added two. Yeah, one was wrong. No, the one... Because he's American. That one, yeah. What? <laughs> the wee Spaniard. Halftime at... David Fuel's match Partick Thistle Dundee no VAR so you're going to finish quicker David how's it been? Yeah half time Partick Thistle 2 Dundee now Harry Millen didn't manage that first half hat you were talking about Gordon but his double has put Partick in control he hadn't actually scored for Thistle before today but he's got two goals and Ian McCall's side are in good form so far through the first 20 minutes I'll be honest I was wishing we did to the VAR here for a bit of drama it's pretty poor stuff but then Harry Millen took matters into his own hands on 20 minutes Cole McKinnon found him in the angle of the box in the left back cut inside and let fly with his right foot it did take a slight deflection but I'm not sure the D keeper Ian Waller was saving it anyway the D have been pretty poor of the couple of half chances Paul McMillan Jordan McGee but nothing really to test David Mitchell and Millen's finishing was a lot better in 36 minutes as he made it 2-0 Danny Mullen one of the smallest men in the park somehow won a header he headed a cross goal and Harry Mullins at back post to convert this left a lot of confidence again but Dundee need a big second half to salvage something from this one half time Patrick 2 Dundee nil. late drama in the Highlands at the end of the first half goal flashes with Clyde built home improvements 
And it looks like Ethan Erehorn from point blank range has scored for St Mirren. We always talk about good times to score. Well, that would certainly be one. It changes the proverbial halftime team talk for both managers. And it will be Stephen Robinson who is the happier. Ross County 1, St Mirren 2. I can see some sources giving it to Mark O'Hara. I think it was a bit of a scramble and eventually put over the line. Either way, good news for St Mirren. Uh, halftime, I think, now, Dave Galloway. Time and uh, what an ending to this uh, first half. Ross County won. St Mirren to a lively start to the game. County went ahead after 10 minutes. A, a lovely ball in from Luturi. Finished off from close range by White. That lead lasted all of three minutes. A, a wonderful free kick by Strain to equalise with at least 20 yards out when he curled the ball beautifully up and over the wall. It was a, a fairly even encounter. Then the host stepped things up from a corner. Watson helped the ball onto White, whose effort was cleared behind, and Danda set up White on the edge of the box, but he scooped his shot over the bar. The home side seeing a lot more of the ball, around about 70% possession, but then right at the death of the, the first half, as we were in injury time, a bit of a bizarre scrambled goal by St Mirren, but they all count. It was a a looping header by O'Hara. It came off the post. It may have been going over anyway, but Erehon was on hand from almost on the line to just stab the ball in over the line um, from very, very close range to send the small band of uh, St Mirren fans over on the far side into raptures. A very decent first half. Ross County 1, St Mirren 2. Still waiting at Celtic Park. I think we've got a bit more of a wait uh, before the halftime whistle will go there. Have we been to Air United? We've not, Roger Hanna. No, it's Air United 1, Morton 1 at the break, Gordon. There's not much between these sides in the Championship table, and there's not much between them at all in this first half. He had a perfect start. They took the lead in three minutes. Alec Kirk, the big centre half on loan from Arsenal, headed home from all of a yard out after Brian Schwake had made a really good save from a Dippowak and Yemi header from a free kick on the left. I can Yemi, the top scorer in the Championship, left scandalously unmarked by a Morton back four at the time. Um, air defender Sean McGinty booked for taking down Robbie Muirhead as Morton tried to push for an equaliser and they got that equaliser on 16 minutes. Robbie Crawford once a swung a corner from the left deep to the back post and there was Jai Kitongo rising higher than any of the air defence to head into the net for 1-1. It had a penalty claim turned down after 27 minutes. I can Yemi get the wrong side of centre-half Jack Baird. He looked to be pulled down just inside the box but referee Ewan Anderson waving play on half chances at either end after that but it's all to play for in the second half at Somerset Park half time Air United 1 Morton 1 and it's half time at Celtic Park let's speak to Fraser Wishart and Andrew McLean Celtic 2 Dundee United 1 the half time score the hosts are ahead through Sead Haksabanovic's double despite being paid back by a VAR awarded penalty. It was a quick start for the home side. Jota looking lively. He hit a shot wide from an angle. He also had another that went over the bar before he set up the opener. Just six minutes in, he played a ball across the face of goal and there was Sead Haksabanovic who had the easy task of tapping in for 1-0. Then it was time for VAR to get involved. Stephen Fletcher's header hit the arm of Alexandro Bernabe. Referee David Dickinson was told to go to the screen and then he pointed to the spot. Fletcher stepped up to take and put it straight down the middle and passed Joe Hart for the equaliser. A few minutes later, Mark Berrigetti made a good save to deny Jorgis Giacomacchus' header. Then another VAR check. This time Craig Sibbled with a high boot. He caught Giacomacchus in the stomach area, but David Dickinson wasn't instructed to go to the screen this time and play restarted. Celtic then retook the lead. 35 minutes in, Seat Aksabanovic with a shot from an angle. It squirmed under Mark Berrigetti, who really should have done better. Then it hit the post and 
rolled over the line for his second of the match and for 2-1. David Turnbull also had a sight of goal right before the whistle, but that one was blocked. So the half-time score here at Celtic Park is Celtic 2, Dundee United 1. And Fraser Wisher, it's been a stop-start game because of VAR. There was an injury stoppage for Mark Mirigiti as well. So Celtic haven't really managed to get a proper rhythm going because of that, but still find themselves ahead. No, I, th- I think their first bar check really kind of killed the game a wee bit for Celtic, killed the momentum. They were just getting into their stride. They scored the, the opening goal, and you're thinking, oh, here we go for Dundee United again. But, uh, you know, I, th- I think you were probably one of the few people who actually said was that handball. It's hardly a claim from any Dundee United players. And, uh, but that's what you're going to get from VAR. It's, it's going to change the game dramatically. And Celtic just didn't get into the rhythm. I think you look at the stats, they've had six or seven shots on target. Uh, sorry, at goal, not even on target. And that's probably the fewest that they will have had in a long time under Ange Postecoglou. It just shows we're on pep on the goal. You have United credit. They've played with five at the back and four in midfield. Fletcher dropping deep, so they've made it difficult for, for Celtic. But they just really haven't quite got into their rhythm so far. But uh, they've been comfortable with Celtic. Plenty of possession. And you can only see them go on scoring a, a one or two more, at least in the second half. Yep, we'll do the half-time scores then A full round-up of them next The fastest goals The expert opinions This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Half-time in the Scottish Premiership Celtic 2, Dundee United 1 Ross County 1, St Mirren 2 In the Championship here United 1, Morton 1 Inverness 0 are both 0 Partick Thistle 2, Dundee 0 And the Wraith Rovers 1 Hamilton Ackies 1 In League 1 it's Clyde 0 Airdrie 0 FC Edinburgh 0 Queen of the South 1 Falkirk 0 Dunfermline 0 And Kelty 0 Alloa 1 Montrose 0 Peterhead 0 In League 2 Albion Rovers 1 Stirling Albion 0 Bonnie Rig Rose 0 Elgin City 3 Dumbarton 1 Stranraer 0 Forfar 0 Annan 2 And Stenhouse Muir 1 East Fife 0 The second halves are coming up very soon A reminder Hugh of your question please And I'll give you the, the winners and the answers Take it away Name the last six Spaniards who've scored a league goal for Celtic or Rangers And also played at least ten league games for either club They are Nacho Novo Fran Sandaza Mikel Arteta Carlos Cueva Mark Cruzas And John Toral Well done if you got them all RJ Demon was in third place Jay McCormick second And Sideshow Bob was the winner The second half's are next